This is the second highest Paul Thomas Anderson rated movie on IMDb. What's the first highest? There Will Be Blood. Oh. This is right below it, Galdernit. And we are now four films deep in the PTA universe. I, I think we should finish them out at some point. I agree. I mean, this this was like the, the PJP trio. Right? Yes. But then there's like the whole PTA universe. True. And audience, if you don't know what we're talking about, get with it. Get with it. Paul Thomas Anderson, he's doing stuff behind the scenes and we're here to uncover it. Gall darn it. Um, because we watched Magnolia this week. Hi, everybody. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. And this is The Bargain Dan. It's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and then telling you whether or not they have cinematic universes or are they movies or are they frugal. That is true. We do all of that so we for your listening pleasure. Just for you, we watched Magnolia, 1999's Magnolia, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Last couple of weeks, we watched Heart Eight and Boogie Nights. Uh, Heart Eight was uh, just a happenstance. Didn't even know it was a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Picked it at random, and then I saw his name, and I was like, oh, darn it. I want to watch Boogie Nights, so I did. And then Donna was like, I also kind of want to watch Boogie Nights. So I watched it again. Donna <laughs> watched it. And then I was like, I'm really feeling Magnolia or Paul Thomas Anderson. So I watched Magnolia. And then Donna was like, I also would kind of like to watch Magnolia. So I watched Magnolia again. So, Which of these movies was your favorite to rewatch? I guess you haven't rewatched Heart Eight yet. But. True. It's kind of tough because this was like my third or fourth Time watching Boogie Nights. Mm. I don't remember if I had watched it before when before you and I had watched it. If I did, I don't even really count it. I'll call it my third. I mm. just because I don't remember. Um, my favorite of I'll say my favorite of the the three here. I think it was Magnolia. Mm. I liked it. What about you? Uh, I think Boogie Nights. Yeah. Yeah. Magnolia was a lot. It was a lot. Hey, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a lot. Um, no, I I don't know. Boogie Nights is super special. I, it's such a sweet, sweet story. This was not a sweet story. It was a very, it's, I don't know, it was unlike a lot of stories. They're any story, really. Yeah, it almost in some ways wasn't a story. I mean, it was. And True. it was a lot of stories. And it was a story. And it was not. A story. But I think it's our duty to become the official Paul Thomas Anderson, like, podcast within a podcast here. You heard it here first, folks. All we year. are the official PTA podcast within a podcast. Welcome. Welcome. So that means that at some point we'll need to watch Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. We'll also need to watch, um, we don't need to watch There We Blood because we all, we are done, dang, did that we, one. We done did it. Did that one. That's my favorite of all of them thus far. Um, oh, The Master. Then The Master. Oh, that. yeah. And then um, Inherent Vice is another one of his. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not, I think it's one of his least well-received. 
mm. ones. But I think it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it. So uh, yeah, like I don't remember. Like I remember that coming out and being a big deal, basically mm. that it was coming out. Right. But I don't remember anything else about it. It's just one of those movies. I feel like when people are like, oh, "You haven't seen Inherent right. Vice." Um. And then we will we'll finish it up with his last movie that he made, which was uh, Phantom Thread. Back back again with Daniel Day-Lewis. Not his last movie, right? Um, just his most recent? Just his most recent. I think he's working on something now. Last time I spoke to him, he was like, I got something big coming, Brandon. That's how he sounds. Oh, okay. I've got something real big for you. Yeah. Right now, his unreleased films, there's a 2021 untitled Paul Thomas Anderson project. Because, mm. yeah, Phantom Thread was 2017, so, yeah, I'm betting in the next year or so we get another one. He does a lot of music videos as well. Interesting. Yeah. But I think, now with all that out of the way, you want to try and describe Magnolia? Boy, do I. Do you? Okay. We're going to spoil it, by the way. Spoil it! Spoil it! Okay. You made it a part of the podcast now. Yay! I can't say it's, you know, we're at 100 and... It's almost 60 episodes here, and I fought you for probably the first hundred <laughs> to get that to not stick with it. But some yeah. episodes you don't do it, and I get a little sad. Yeah, well, it just it feels like the natural follow-up to we're going to spoil this movie. So just to know? repeat, spoil it? Spoil it! <laughs> From SpongeBob? Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's different threads. It's a bunch I of stories. I think it'll ha- be easiest to just follow a thread at a time. Yes. Happening all at once. All, mm-hmm. all, everything that, all of these stories are all happening in the same town, the same universe, mm-hmm. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right. So first off, this is just an establisher. There's a game show called What Do Kids Know? And um, Donnie Quiz Kid or whatever by William H. Macy. He, like, beat the show or whatever. He was the champion. Yeah. And he won, like, $100,000. And it, he was a big deal, super smart kid. And now he's kind of a nothing grown-up dude. Yeah, he works at a electronic store that basically hired him because the for the celebrity of his name, more mm-hmm. or less. And um, he's kind of a hopeless romantic who is constantly trying to move to the next thing to better his life rather than actually actively bettering it himself. Mm. Um, he ends up losing his job at the electronic store, goes out and gets drunk at a bar mm. where he uh, swoons over the bartender that he's in love with. Brad. Brad with braces. <laughs> um, braces. And he then decides he's going to rob that electronic store. Yeah. I think we should describe them. describe them up until the event. Okay. Then we'll go back again. I think it's going yeah. best. All right. So that's where we leave Donnie Quiz well, Kid. Yeah, he goes to rob. Yeah, sorry. I said that. Okay. Yeah. And then, no, sorry. He successfully robs the electronic store. Yeah, because he made copies of all the keys. He can just go right in. But then he turns around because he realizes, like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm an idiot. I need, I'm going to go to jail for this. So he goes to return the money. Yeah. All right. Then we've also got the dying man. Yes, Earl Partridge. And just so you know the connection, it turns out he's like a producer on What Do Kids Know? But he's dying now of cancer. Yeah, cancer of the brain and 
lungs, I want to say. Yeah, I believe that's right. And um, his wife, she's real, real young, and she's maybe addicted to his pain pills and stuff, probably. I don't know. Linda. Linda's pretty frantic. Played, and by, she, played by Jillian Moore. She goes out to go not only refill his prescriptions, but, like, exploit multiple doctors around town. I don't think she actually exploited any doctors. He went. She went to visit his doctor, who basically was like, Earl's dying, you need to accept it. Mm. If he's in a lot of pain, I can give you these morphine drops, um, and that'll take the pain away, but he'll, he'll be gone. He'll, he'll no longer be Earl. Yeah. Right. Cause then she goes to like her therapist and her therapist gives her something and therapist refills her pills. Yeah. I feel like there was a third doctor involved. Though. Then she goes to the pharmacy. has kind of a breakdown there. Yeah. Cause they're, they're eyeing her like, Oh, what's she doing with all these strong prescriptions? Then she visits her, her and Earl's lawyer to basically confess to him that she only married Earl for the money, but then she fell in love with him and she could never live with herself if she gets the money after he dies. And when... she knows that she's in the will because they wrote it together. So she asks him to take her off of the will. And he's basically like, I can't help you. And then she storms out. Yeah. Um, and then she tries to kill herself. Mm-hmm. She tries to kill herself and is unsuccessful and the ambulance arrives and drives her away. Not unsuccessful. She survives. She survives. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how much we can get into it without completely well, that's, crossing that's where all the threads. That's, yeah. that's where it's left off. So, There's also, I think then would be a good time to talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Phil. Yes. Phil Parma is the home nurse aide who's going to be taking care of Earl Partridge in his dying days. And as he's sitting there chatting with Earl, Earl mentions wanting to talk to his long-lost son, Jack. And so Phil makes it his thing, like, I'm going to get this man in touch with his son. It turns out his son has changed his name to Frank T.J. Mackey. Now, Frank T.J. Mackey is Tom Cruise. And he's a sex guru. Can he's, I just say that? He's like a self-help motivational speaker. Pickup artist. Yeah. He's a pickup artist. He gives seminars and sells books on how to pick up women. Yeah. So... And treat them very poorly. Yeah. And use them and manipulate them and, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. And around this time when Phil Parma is trying to get a hold of Frank, Frank is giving a seminar. And in between sessions, a lady comes to interview him. And she's done her homework. And she knows that Frank is not who he says he is, that he's Jack. And that he's Earl Partridge's son and his dad is still alive, contrary to what he lied to her and all sorts of good stuff that dredges up all of his emotional past and the parts of himself that he'd rather not face. 
And at the end of that interview is when he receives a phone call finally from Phil, letting him know that his dad is dying and he would like to see him before he dies. And initially uh, Frank says no, but then ends up showing up at the house mm-hmm. and getting to have a very emotional moment with his father. Right. He shows up just in time to be able to kind of have moments where his father is like, not responsive. Yeah. Like he's kind of lucid, but not really able to speak and just in time before he dies. Yeah. It's kind of almost unclear as to whether or not he could even understand him. Right. Um, that's where we'll leave them. Mm-hmm. There is also the character played by John C. Riley. What was the cop's name? Cop. Cop. It was something very, like, it really might have been, like, John. Officer John something. Who can find it first? Who's going to get there? We're doing a bit of an IMDb race. Jim Curring. No! Officer Jim Curring. No, I can't believe you beat me. I'm so close. <laughs> Jim, he's a uh, very... Uh, uh, he's a good man. I don't know. He just wants to do right by the law and find the woman that he can settle down with. Yeah, maybe a bit misguided. But yeah. he, he genuinely wants to do his job and be a good cop. He's always talking to himself, and later on, maybe it's talking to God. Like, yeah. I don't know, he's religious, and he wants to to help people. But he's also kind of a loner in the police academy. He's not really, doesn't have a partner or anything, and kind of a lesser cop, I would think, by a lot of standards. He ends up losing his gun at one point. Yeah, very embarrassing. Oh, my God. How, How embarrassing. embarrassing. Um, he, uh, but inevitably, he gets a noise complaint. Uh, from this woman, Claudia, who we'll get into in a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, but first, I want to point out that on the first job we see him go on, he finds a woman in an apartment and decides to search her house. There have been, uh, you noise know, complaints. noise complaints. And he was, he, he ends up finding a dead body in her closet. And this kid from, I guess, the apartment complex is like, I'll tell you who did it, because I know. And he raps, and Officer Jim is like, well, that didn't help me at all. Go back to your school or whatever you should be doing. And then he goes to the noise complaint for Claudia. Mm -hmm. And ends up kind of forming a relationship, starting budding relationship with Claudia. Mm -hmm. Uh, They end up going on a first date together. Mm Mm-hmm. That kind of ends in them going separate ways. Mm-hmm. And then there's Claudia. Uh-huh. So Claudia is the daughter of the host of What Do Kids Know? And she has some substance abuse problems, one might say. And Does a lot of coke. Does a lot of coke. Um, we start with her at the bar. Um, she picks up a dude and has a one night stand with him. And the next morning, her father, the host shows up and wants to make amends with her because he's dying. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk to you. Goodbye, bitch. And so we get to kind of see her deal with her substance abuse issues and getting to know officer Jim. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when we, I keep thinking, I'm like, okay, and that's it. And I'm like, nope, there's the game show host. Well, 
Yeah, I guess that is about because yeah. she goes on the date and then goes home. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the event happens, which mm-hmm. we'll get to. Um, cause all of these stories are leading to something and you just know it the whole time. You're like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Lastly, there is, um, yeah, like we said, the game show host, he also has been diagnosed with cancer, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just trying to like hold it together through this, his 12,000th hour on television. Mm. Um, and he at one point passes out, but continues on the show. Um, and then the show gets interrupted. That'll be the last thing we'll talk about is how the show gets interrupted. Mm. But he goes home to his wife where he admits that he has cheated on her, which that gets her thinking. And she's like, why does Claudia never talk to you? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, you know. And he's like, well, she may think that I molested her. And she's like, did you molest her? And he's like, I don't know. And so she leaves him to go see Claudia, to mm-hmm. stay with Claudia and be with her. And then the game show host is going to kill himself. Uh, he's going to shoot himself in the head. And that's mm-hmm. where we leave him. Yep. All right. So then we've got our newest, smartest, most amazing contestant of what do kids know? Stanley. Stanley. Uh, but life isn't so great being a whiz kid. His dad's a real jerk to him. Only wants him to win the game show for the money and goes going on additions himself. And even then isn't very supportive. Like he's bragging on him for having all these books that are heavy and making him late. When that's what is making him win. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, it's a adults versus kids episode for the championship. And they're going to go on to beat the record for longest running team on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, he, uh, it's a pretty, pretty blowout game. The kids are in the lead because Stanley's so smart. Mm-hmm. But he has to pee really bad, and they don't let him go to the bathroom, so he pees himself. And then after he does that, he doesn't want to answer any more questions. He's not going to do the whole dance monkey dance routine. Mm-hmm. He gets fed up and tells everybody as much. And so mm-hmm. that's where the show ends, because he refuses to play. Mm-hmm. And then he runs away and breaks into the library to sit and read books. And yeah. then... Now for the moment, we've taken forever. That's the only way to describe this movie. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to rain frogs. So, yeah, where we left everyone's stories off was not the end of their story, no. No, this movie is just over three hours long. <laughs> this is just the point at which frogs start raining from the sky. And, like, a lot. Not like, oh, it's like, some, it's like as much as a downpour of rain. Yeah, frogs. like frogs everywhere. So, <laughs> so this um, knocks uh, Donnie, the whiz kid, off of the roof where he falls and busts his teeth. And so Officer Jim helps him just go inside and return the money instead of arresting him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we kind of leave those two characters. Basically, Officer Jim is like, it's hard to do this job. You make some tough calls. You know, You have to really question your morality. Mm-hmm. Um, Claudia, um, is visited by Officer Jim. This is the, where the movie actually well, ends. Well, Claudia is visited by her mom. They yeah. weather out the storm together and assumedly have a heart to heart because Claudia's already looking a lot better <laughs> the next day yeah. when Officer Jim comes by. Like maybe she didn't have any coke between then and now. I don't know. It seems like her mom is kind of helping her, uh, recover. Yeah. Um, and uh, because it was raining frogs, one falls through the skylight 
and knocks the gun out of the game show host's hand. So he is not successful in killing himself, but it kind of looked like his house was set on fire, too. So he doesn't die. Right. At least then. But that's the last time we see him. Right. Um, I just want to avoid saying successful. I've done that twice now, haven't I? Yeah. That's something I need to change, and I apologize. It's hard to do, and I always forget what to actually say. Right. But. I apologize. Not not at all purposeful on my part, and I'll get better at that. Um, So that's where we leave him. Uh, The new whiz kid, Stanley, tells his dad he needs to be nicer to him. He, he sees it raining frogs, and he's like... This happens. This happens. Like... This is a thing that happens. It, it kind of gives me the feeling of, like, maybe anything can happen. Maybe my dad could be nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to tell his dad. He wakes his dad up in the middle of the night. He's like, you need to be nice to me. And his dad's like, go to bed. You need to be nicer to me, Dad. And then his dad's like, go away, Stanley. <laughs> That's where we leave them? Uh, yep. Um... Uh, Frank, TJ Mackey, uh, is awoken and Philip Seymour Hoffman is helping, um, also one of the dogs eats some pills and dies. Um, and the dad, the Earl has died. Mm-hmm. So they part ways there. Um, Jillian Moore is in the hospital. Uh, and yeah, Frank- the random kid who was going to tell officer Jim wrapped the, the secrets and all the answers to the case. He finds Linda in the car, calls an ambulance. Linda makes it to the hospital. Go ahead. And that's where we leave Frank. He goes and visits her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Are we forgetting anybody? Uh, no. Okay, WizKid returned the money. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, got the officer... Jim talked to Claudia. We don't know if game show host dies at that moment or not, or if he's consumed by fire or what. I think that's everybody. Yeah. If not, we'll, we'll circle back, but let's, uh, for goodness sake, get out of the first half of this episode (laughs) and see if we can find, uh, uh, frog carcasses in the clearance can we, can we just look for frogs? Okay. I mean, if they're in the clearance aisle, there's a chance there'll be carcasses anyway. Right. But. They have a tendency to die. Nope, it was completely empty. That's a bummer. But, you know, that's what you get. Tadpoles are cooler. I've always said that. I've always said that. You know, you have I've, always you've yeah. always said that. You, yeah. And I just... I, I never explored that with you, though. Why are tadpoles cooler? I said that on our first date. Do you remember that? remember oh right yeah. yeah you said because they're kind of like sperm yeah 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 and do you remember when you met my mom and she'd let you know that those were the first words out of my mouth was that tadpoles are cooler than frogs yeah and she was like it's the weirdest thing he didn't say mama or dad dad i said tadpoles are cooler than frogs always said it yeah it's always been a thing yeah it's it has always been my thing. Always. Always been my thing. Yeah. No, I know that. I know that. I just, I know you know it. I just want to make sure that everybody knows. Yeah. No, Brandon, like, knows tadpoles are cooler. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
Like, there's no doubt in this household because Brandon's feelings are so strong about it. I mean, I feel like you you said that word a second ago. What? The D-O-U-B-T word. Oh. And that, like, that makes it, that makes there be some oh. in this. I just wish everybody would know that I think tadpoles are cooler. Um, yeah, and would appreciate it if people would stop saying that I don't say that. <laughs> Was this a frugal movie? Uh, okay. Quiz kid is not frugal. I think we can say that definitely. True. He's where we start off with him. He's trying to get braces, even though he already has perfect teeth, which is part of like, he was going to get fired anyway, but then they find out he was going to drop $5,000 on braces he doesn't need. And they were like, you're dumb. Get out of here. You know, I think that's going to be the best way to do this is go character by character mm. and see who which side has the most frugal. Yeah. So Well, and like, he had a really frugal idea to steal the money, not condoning that. But he returned it. Just saying. But yeah, then he returned it. Which like... That's smart, but not frugal. He was he was going to get away scot-free. Okay. So we got one not frugal. Mm-hmm. All right. Tom Cruise, Frank T.J. Mackey. Okay. His whole scheme seems very frugal. Very frugal. Tricking and manipulating men who are uncomfortable about their masculinity so they feel they need to put down women. Those are easy people to trick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and they're so set in their insecurities that they'll buy all his stuff and pay exorbitant amounts of money to go watch him speak. And just be mesmerized by his sexy manliness. So that's one to one. Um, let's see. Uh, Philip Baker Hall, Jimmy Gator, the game show host. I would say frugal, man. He worked hard. He never, he didn't give up. You know, he was like, nah, show must go on. Show must go on. Thinking frugal. Yeah, I mean, like it kind of seems like he lives a little bit of an exorbitant life, but it's not over the top. Kind like of old school. Yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give him frugal. All right. Uh, Stanley Spectre, the new whiz kid. Not frugal because he gave up all the money. He gave up playing the game show to win. He could have won all that money. Yeah, but then he would have gotten, he would have become just like Donnie Wizkid. That's not necessarily true. Yeah, it's not true. But he, he does all of his reading in school at the library. It's free. Yeah, but we also, he had a lot of those books, and I don't know that the library, I think most libraries have a checkout limit. I think some of those were bought. All right. So not frugal. Okay. Uh, already did Quiz Kid Donnie Smith. Uh, Phil Parma. <sighs> Phil Parma. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. So one of the only times we see him spend money, he buys like the groceries for delivery like is i'm sorry can we sidestep for a second remember that we're 2v2 right now yes this movie takes place ostensibly in 1999 right and there is a call and order a thing and have it delivered to you thing in place already and my little millennial mind didn't know that existed. I didn't either. Before Uber and Lyft and DoorDash. Of course it did. But like, yeah, I was right. I was the same thing too. I was like, that was a thing in the nineties. Like, yeah. And I get it. I mean, it's a big Hollywood 
type area, assumedly. So. Yeah, well, and that's the only thing I could think is it's like, oh, okay, because it's like a big city and like that would make sense there. You just call the yeah. store. Also, too, like that's just a tried and true uh, profession of like delivery guy. Yeah. But yeah, he gets like a couple cartons or a carton of cigarettes and or a pack of cigarettes and some porno magazines, mm. which I just. I'm going to say not frugal just because he could have waited longer until that commercial came up again with Frank's information. And not had to buy three different porno mags. And I haven't bought, I haven't purchased a lot of pornography in my life. Um, I think not counting what we've accidentally purchased on the podcast um, twice. It's not cheap. That's all I was going to say. Although, that's a good way to know that you've got the information at your fingertips. Because, like, if it came on the commercial, but he was, like, having to tend to Earl, he'd miss it. Or maybe he wouldn't be able to just write it down real quick. Yeah, but... Plus, this way he can refer back to it. But, like, in terms of frugalness. Also, the phone number was a words, so, like be pretty easy to remember. She need to remember true. four numbers and then two words, like one eight seven seven tame her, I think is what uh, the- Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That wouldn't be hard to remember. So I'm gonna give it not frugal. I think All right. I, even though yeah, I mean he well, also, also drops the pills on the floor which kills the dog. Not frugal. Not frugal. Although no. Um <laughs> Earl Partridge, the old man. Earl Partridge. Not frugal, right? He he married a young woman much younger than him to fill the hole in his life and she took a bunch of his money i mean yeah but she also looked after him as he approached his death i mean she left for the last like 24 hours but she was caring for him going to his doctors picking up his pills like yeah but like a baked in nursing home (laughs) but that's like he got pretty lucky right like that's yeah well, I don't know. Let's let's call up some some young women who are with very old rich men and see what they think. So let's have. And then, just to be fair, we'll have to call them in as well separately. Right. Yeah. What do you think? Because we can't do that because we don't know anybody with any sugar daddies or any sugar daddies. We have some sugar uh, babies in the house. I ate them all. Oh. So we don't even have sugar babies. Oh no. Well, I'm okay uh, with calling our cats sugar babies. So, I'll, I'll say he's not frugal. Agreed. Even just because, like, he's got this big, fancy house. Doesn't need that with, like, four different garages. Yeah. Like, really fancy-ass cars. Yeah. What about uh, Linda Partridge? Not frugal. She's going to give up all that money. Well, I was just thinking she's she's wearing expensive clothes and furs, and she's got, like, everything perfectly done. Like, she probably gets her hair done every few days. Like, everything's perfect in its place. She's learned to live off of way more money than she can even survive on, and then she's going to give it up. What do you think you're going to do, lady? Right. Not frugal. Uh, Jim. Officer Jim. I'd say frugal. He seems to kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, the only not frugal thing I think he did 
like explicitly not frugal was they went to a really nice place for dinner. But it is a first date he was trying to impress, and I get it. Like, that's that's more of an investment if you do it right. But, I mean, we mostly say, like, he he ate cereal for breakfast. That's frugal. Um, he works out at home. He, I mean, like, he doesn't have any particularly not frugal habits. He doesn't smoke or drink. Or swear. Swear. That's not frugal, because then you got to put money in the swear jar. Yeah. So he's pretty frugal, I think. Uh, well, quick sidebar. Just found out that... You're uh, still keeping count? Yeah. Okay. Um, Alfred M- M- Molina, uh, who played Solomon Solomon, the guy who fired William H. Macy, you know, was like, don't fuck me, Donnie. Mm. Uh, that was Dr. Octavius from Spider-Man. No. Yeah. Sure. Are you sure that wasn't the guy in the back when he was getting fired? Oh, it might have been. I mean, I just assumed since his name was Solomon and Solomon in the store was Solomon. No, because the guy in the back was Avi Solomon. Hmm. Who was played by Miguel uh, Perez. Lastly, we have Claudia, though. Drugs, man. Not frugal. So many drugs. We probably watched her shoot up, like, at least a couple dozen lines of coke throughout this movie. And by, by shoot up, you mean snort. Snort. Yeah. Shoot it up her nostrils. I realize those are different things. She was also in Boogie Nights. Claudia? Yeah. Who was she? I didn't recognize her. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Calm down, Donna. Oh, she was also in Heart 8. She was in the trilogy. Oh, shit. What's the actress name? Um, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, like, looking through a bunch of stuff all at once. Where is Heart 8? Oh, my God. I just saw it. Where is Heart 8? Where is it? Hey, okay. She was Jimmy's girl in Heart 8. Oh, like at the end, huh? When he brings that woman home? I think so. Maybe. And then she was Jesse St. Vincent in Boogie Nights. I'm not remembering that. Me either. Mallory Walters. Mallory? Yeah. Mel? M-E-L-O-R-A. Melora. Oh, Melora. (laughs) I was like, I've never heard that. Not that someone can't have that name. That's fine. That is uh, six to three. Uh, not frugal. Not a frugal film. Hey, there's only one story you need to focus on, and that's being frugal. That's the lesson. All right. Uh, can we can we agree though that the frogs were the least frugal of all of them? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't rain frogs, everybody. If you want that to be the lesson. Yeah. Don't rain frogs. Don't rain frogs. Don't rain frogs. It's just some destruction y'all don't need in your life. This has been the longest episode in all of eternity. Will you please thank some people? I'd love to. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you tuning in and bearing with us while we try to explain. I think we Magnolia. did a pretty good job. I think so too. I'm I'm really proud of how we divide and conquered that. Um, okay. I also want to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. 
one-stop shop for podcasting and also one-stop shop for paying us, just saying. I also want to thank Sarah Anastasia because she made our thumbnail art with us holding our cats. And I also want to thank the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds, which is our intro, outro, and mid-tro music. I also want to thank our bargainer, BAJ51012, for being the last person to leave us a review on iTunes podcast. That could be you. And we could thank Me? you. Well, yeah, actually, you know what? Actually, yeah, I haven't left a review yet. Me either. We haven't we haven't stooped that low. <laughs> but it is oh wow. I'm just now realizing. Um yeah, it's the one year anniversary. <laughs> oh? Since uh BAJ five ten twelve left their review. No. Yeah. They've been the bargainer for a whole year. Man, I could do something not frugal and like go bribe some people. So if you hear a new review here pretty soon, you'll know why. You'll know why. Hey kid, you leave us a review on iTunes, maybe I slip you a little something something. A little something something. That may be against TOS, but whatever. It's fine. We're too small for anyone to care. Aw. We're of average size, Donna. Actually, we haven't told you this, but Donna and I are both um, only, uh, I'm 11 and a half inches tall, and Donna is um, 11 inches tall. It does make it difficult to do some things, like... If I sound far away from the mic, that's because I have to run back over to the mic each time. Yeah. Not because we're still working on getting better audio equipment. And if the podcast is ever late, that's because it was heavy editing. It takes so long to run over the keys. It does, yeah. And then you accidentally hit the G when you're trying to. Hit oh the H. my gosh! You just can't the reach G. that far. The G. It's like, they're right there in the middle. It's so difficult. Have you seen Big? You know where they dance on the piano? It's yeah. like that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But at the keyboard. I actually haven't seen Big. I lied to oh, you. Oh, we should watch that for the movie for the show. It's a good okay. movie. It's a classic. Does it make you feel more comfortable, like you're being expressed in the movie? No, because the movie makes me a little uncomfortable because Tom Hanks plays a little boy who turns in. Actually, I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, okay. There's just some There's some parts of it that you're like, that I just one. thought you would feel represented in a movie. Where well, I do. People are very small. But I don't even know what it's like to be big. I'm so tiny. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week, uh, and it'll be a totally, totally normal, normal week. Yeah, totally normal. Um, we'll be back. I said that already. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Pineapples. Do. Bleed. Crimson. Red. Juices. When. They. Are. Up. In. Your. Business. Deeds and the dunder cheek. Dirty deeds and the dunder cheek.